0: anxiety. What is it to be anxious? Anxious has been described as the feeling you have when you put your trust in something that can be taken away from you. You feel anxious. Anxious. The verses in the Bible we're up to in our study in Matthew chapter 6 begins with these words. Therefore I tell you, this is Jesus speaking, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So it begins, do not be anxious. The passage ends in verse 34, using the word twice. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Kind of a little playful way of of saying it doesn't matter whether you worry, most of what you're going to worry about isn't going to happen anyway. Just Jesus' way of saying it. But between The first and the last verse three other times Jesus refers to anxiety. Verse 25, do not be anxious. Verse 27, which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? Verse 28, why are you anxious? Verse 31, therefore do not be anxious. And then 34, do not be anxious. Anxiety something that we are all familiar with. And particularly at this time of year, it may be finances, it may be a job, it may be family-related, it may be health-related, but there are so many triggers for anxiety. Now, kids, I want to ask a question. What are some of the things that sometimes make you anxious or worried? what is it that triggers fear in your life now i'm not going to call on anybody unless i have to but um anybody or does a parent want us okay yeah. exams a perfect example yes did you have something just waving hello Amelia. I mean, anyone else we've got exams on the table what else make us anxious Okay, finances, no question. Anyone else? Even grace is the, dark. the dark. Okay, now we don't have to look around, but how many of you have ever been afraid of the dark? <laughs> Let's just all... Uh, yes, I think most of us can chime in on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're afraid that things might not go so well. Our friends may not be our friends like we expected. Anything else? Projects, yes, like for school or that kind of thing. Okay, anyone else? A baby. Whoa, my. Is this uh, an announcement? <laughs> oh, no. no, okay. Yeah. Having a baby, yeah, especially if you've already got a few and you're in your 40s, finding out you're having a baby, that can trigger anxiety. So it's no wonder that Jesus knows how we're wired. It's no wonder that he deals head on with an issue that is t- true to our humanity. It's something that we all deal with. But 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 this in, in this case... Jesus does more than say, don't be anxious. I mean, I've been in situations where people tell me, don't be anxious, and it's like, well, I wasn't until you said that. <laughs> you know, I mean, imagine if, if you're flying, you know, you're, you're, the pilot comes on and you're, you're feeling a lot of turbulence. Now, d- don't be anxious. You no, know, it's, it's going to send a little shudder. Like, what should I be? Why is he even saying that? So sometimes even the words, do not be anxious, can trigger anxiety. Just hearing, don't be anxious. Because when you're anxious, it really is more of a symptom than a root issue. It's more the result of other things. Maybe not being in place the way they ought to be. Now, we've, we've seen in, in this passage Matthew chapter 6 is in the middle of what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. We're just looking at chapter 6. The Sermon on the Mount is unquestionably the most quoted talk ever given. There's no question. In my lifetime, every president in my lifetime has quoted the Sermon on the Mount in one way or another. President Obama did it, President Clinton did it, uh, and whoever was before that. And, 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 and our current president, he's, he's done it multiple times. Why? Because these are foundational words, and they're memorable words. And in Matthew chapter 6 is contained, it's really the foundation action points of true followers of Jesus. The action points are three giving, like we did a moment ago, praying, like we've done several times in our service so far, and we will do it before we leave, and fasting, like some of us are looking forward to in January. Giving, praying, fasting. Now, these three action points if they are observed properly, they absolutely will keep us from anxiety. In fact, in many ways, anxiety happens because those three do not. Anxiety is often the result of not properly honoring God with our money, not honoring God in Christ encountering prayer, and not encountering God in fasting. But right after those three, as we saw last week, Jesus gives this, like an, he he gives a, an early x-ray, long before x-rays were invented. Jesus opens up every one of our chest cavities And he says, there's something inside your chest that you may not have even known about, and it is a treasure chest. It's where you determine right from wrong. It's where your values are weighed. What's really important is what you put inside your internal treasure chest. Now, if any of the unhealthy things are put inside our treasure chest, it will result in anxiety. It is the source of anxiety. Because anxiety exists where the presence of God is undetected. Now, uh, children, um, have you ever been in a thunder and lightning storm, and you felt like, and where did you go at that moment? Did any of you run into mom and dad's room? Do you remember going into mom and dad's room when you were afraid? I mean, come on, cut me some slack. Am I the only one that ever did that? I mean, it's been a long time since I've done that, but, but okay. Why? Because parents can fix it. Parents are bigger than the thing you're afraid of. That's what we have in God. God is bigger than anything we are facing. So when we feel fear, we naturally run to security. The one who can fix it. When we're children, we run to mom and dad. When we're older, we have a father to whom we can run in any and every situation. And he, you you see, in order to, to get rid of anxiety and fear, you have to welcome into that situation someone who is stronger than what you're afraid of you need power that's what you encounter when you encounter God so overcoming anxiety is not simply by saying to yourself do not be anxious do not be anxious do not be anxious the last time I tried that I ended up in a in a in a mess it was like I was a basket case I I got more anxious every time I told myself don't be anxious But when I admit to my anxiety and I welcome God's presence into that situation, God, who is definitely more powerful than what I'm afraid of, he who loves me can take my anxieties and throw them out. That's why. Really, when Jesus finishes this part, Matthew chapter 6, beginning and ending, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. He doesn't just tell us the words, He gives us the way of escape. And it's a symptom. So if we're going to walk with God and know the presence of God, we are going to be honoring God with our money and practice giving. We're going to honor God with our time and practice praying. And we're going to honor God even with our habits and practice fasting. Why? Because inside our treasure chest are eternal things that, that, we ultimately long for. Now, this chapter mentions Father 12 times. You see, way more often, six times it mentions anxiety, don't be anxious, six times. But for every time he says, don't be anxious, And every time he refers to being anxious. For every time, twice, he points us to the Father. Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. Your Father knows what you need before you ask. Your Father knows what you need before you ask. I want you to tell that to yourself. Would you raise your finger, please? Everybody raise your finger. Point it at yourself and say, your father knows what you need before you ask. Now point to the person next to you and tell them, your father knows what you need before you ask. Tell the other kid, your father knows what you need before you ask. Just think of if we really knew it if we knew the reality of that, your father knows what you need before you ask. Let's say it together. Your father knows what you need before you ask. Again, your father knows what you need before you ask. One more time. Your father knows what you need before you ask. Now, don't you feel better already? Every time you feel anxiety... Tell yourself, your father knows what you need before you ask. What's the point? He's bigger than our bottom line. He's bigger than our job. He's bigger than our marriage problem. He's bigger, he's bigger, he's bigger. And your father knows what you need before you ask. Now, in this passage at least two other times, between do not be anxious and do not be anxious, he talks about the Father. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Your Father, your Father, your Father knows what you need before you ask. And then again, verse 29, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And right before that, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They get better and better each year, and yet they don't work for it. They neither toil nor spin. Verse 32, your heavenly Father knows that you need them all, food, clothing, shelter. The things that we fret over most often that trigger our anxieties are the very things that our Father knows that we need. Now, it says here that the road lilies... Are clothed better than Solomon in all his glory. Now, let me tell you something about Solomon. We think that the richest guy who ever lived was Bill Gates. Bill Gates, at his peak, had a, a, a he, he got close but didn't quite make 200 billion. In, in fact, they say his peak was probably uh, closer to 140 billion. Henry Ford got up to 200 billion. Gaddafi, the, the dead the guy who's dead now, but he was leader of Libya he, he hit 210 billion. John D. Rockefeller accumulated the greatest of all 360 billion. But Solomon? let me tell you about Solomon. Solomon had a fleet of ships that never stopped sailing looking to buy and sell. He had 4,000 chariots. That's like 4,000 limousines. He had 12,000 horses. That'd be like 12,000 motorcycles. And guess what? how many pounds of gold he had. He had 25 tons of gold. Tons, 25 tons. So just that alone, now remember Bill Gates at his peak was $140 billion. Solomon, $2 trillion. But Solomon, with his trillions, with a T, could not dress as sharp as a road lily your father knows what you need before you ask it's your father here at littleburn alliance church we love teaching kids about the father We love teaching the students about the Father. We love learning about the Father. Because after all, from the moment we meet Jesus, God begins to reparent us. It's the most anxiety-freeing reality to be parented by God. To have a father that in any circumstance, any thunderstorm of life, we can go running into his arms and know that our father knows what we need before we ask him. No, it's no wonder the apostle Paul said in Philippians 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what makes it possible is not our willpower, it's not our mental strength, it's it's not just thinking the right thoughts when, when anxiety rises. It's welcoming into our anxious moments, a power that is bigger than our issues. And Jesus said, call him Father. Father God invites you and me into an intimate relationship where he wants us to look to him for all things. He even put in the middle of his prayer, give us today our daily bread. Why? Because our Father knows what we need before we ask. So what is it today that you're anxious about? What is it that triggers your anxiety? Now, you guys are out of school, so you're not fretting over over your exams. But it might be going back to school. It might be which college to go to. It it could be any number of things that trigger anxiety in us. But apart from Christ, none of us has what it takes to remove anxiety. Not permanently. But when we meet Jesus and we we receive Jesus into our lives. His love convinces us that there is no greater power on earth than the love of God in Christ. That even Solomon with his trillions in all of his glory couldn't dress as sharp as a road lily because your father knows what you need before you ask. You know, no matter what you got for Christmas or you could give to your special other, no matter what it was, let's just pick a few, and I'm not picking on anyone, trust me. Let's say that you got some uh, cool bling. Uh, Let's just say diamond earrings. Now, they may sparkle. And they, they may turn a few heads. But I don't think anybody in this room or anywhere else that got diamond earrings for Christmas would expect anyone to fall down on their knees when they see these diamond earrings, <laughs> raise their hands, and cry glory. They're diamond earrings. Or let's say you got some really cool new shoes. I'm checking these guys out, and there's some new shoes I'm looking at in this front row. I'm seeing some other new clothes. Now, now, now when, when you wear some new clothes, some new shoes, or whatever, you expect somebody to notice. You expect somebody to say, oh, that's cool. Nice. You know, just nice. You don't expect them to go, oh, glory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if, if, if you guys exchanged new cars, it would be cool to go out and see if we got some new Lexus in the parking lot this morning. God bless you and your new Lexus. And, and, and I'll, I'll cheer for it. And I'd love for you to take me for a ride. But don't expect me to to get out and get down on my knees and cry glory, glory. No, it's cool. It's good for you. You got a new car. I mean, seriously, God bless the new cars in the parking lot. But it's not glory. Solomon, in all his glory, couldn't cut it. In fact, there were many days In Solomon's later life, where he was full of emptiness. He He had everything, but he had nothing. Early in his life, he had glory. And then he accumulated too much stuff, and inside his treasure chest, he put trillions and was unfulfilled and died in anxiety. But there's today, and there's you, and there's me, and here we are. And what about us? You know, when Jesus came, it says in John chapter 1, verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. We saw his glory. When when Jesus was born, the the angels appeared out in the shepherd's field to these, these farm guys, these Caring for their sheep. And it says that the glory of the Lord was so thick in the atmosphere that these shepherds were terrified of the glory. That day, they received more than two trillion dollars. They receive the the greatest deposit God will ever make in a human being, and that is to show you his glory. There's no greater riches than that. And when you and I shift our focus from the glory that we can get in this world to the glory that comes from knowing Christ, we realize how rich we are. Powerful, 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 powerful. But today, I want to lead you to make a transaction, to acknowledge your anxiety, but welcome into your life power that's stronger than what you're afraid of, to welcome the presence of Jesus Christ. Jesus came not just to be born in Bethlehem and for us to tell his story. Jesus came so that he would live in you and me every day. And when he comes in, he loves us like we've never been loved before. And that love of God in Jesus Christ that he pours into our hearts is stronger than your anxiety. And His perfect love for you will throw out your anxiety. That's what the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. So today, I want to lead us to cast out anxiety, but first to welcome in the loving presence of Jesus Christ. Would you bow with me in prayer? Just pray this simple prayer. You you pray it quietly as I pray it out loud, but Father God, I admit to you my anxiety. And at the same time, I recognize in you a God who loves me, loves me enough that you sent Jesus. And today, I welcome Jesus Christ into my life pour your love into me. You gave me a treasure chest. And today I open that treasure chest and I receive the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. And now Jesus, grab my anxiety and throw it out in Jesus' name. Thank you for being my father. Thank you for being bigger than any of my anxieties. And I take you, Jesus, today as my savior, my father. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, would you just quietly raise a hand right where you're sitting? Just raise your hand. Thank you. God bless you all. Praise God. Many. Thank you, Lord. Father, a new day has begun for so many. And Lord, I pray that you who have begun a good work would bring that good work to completion. Grow us up. Lord, today many have been born again. But Lord, now grow us up in our faith. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being our Father. Hallelujah. Amen.